What's up, peeps? Joining me today is Scott Aaron. He's an author, speaker, and coach, and hosts the amazing podcast called Network Marketing Made Simple. Excited to have him on. He's got, this guy's pretty amazing. I think you'll really find out very soon. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Frank, grateful to be here, and uh, thank you again for the opportunity. You bet. So uh, we just got together, which was uh, amazing. Uh, again, anyone who's, who's who loves podcasts and really enjoys just like getting down and dirty and and and, uh, and, and getting enlightened, I would say to make sure you check out Network Marketing Made Simple. Uh, just loved being on what absolutely one of the best shows I've ever been on. So just want to reiterate that for my audience to make sure they're checking you out. Um, so really give a, a day in the life of, of, of Scott, you know, who you are, what makes you tick. Yeah, so uh, my name is Scott Aaron, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I am now in Marlton, New Jersey, which is uh, just over the Ben Franklin Bridge, so in South Jersey near Cherry Hill. Uh, I'm a father and husband. I have an eight-year-old little boy and, uh, and a wife, uh, my, my beautiful wife, Nancy, who uh, we're in business together. And a day in the life it's, it's very scheduled. It's, it's, uh, it's the same thing every day. I'm a very uh, consistent person. So we get up at six and I kind of get the day started and I, I, I'm, she calls me the captain of the morning. So she likes to kind of have a slower wake up. I like kind of just peeling myself out of bed and uh, you know, we feed the dogs. We go downstairs to our home gym, get a good workout, come upstairs, coffee, breakfast, and we drew a line in the sand where we do not do any business before 10 a.m. Eastern. So both of our businesses, our day starts at 10 a.m. And then I've put a line in the sand for when I stop business, which is around 6 p.m. So we get to have dinner together every single night. And I typically work about three and a half to four days a week. I take the weekends off because everyone needs to rest and recharge. And most of my time is spent podcasting, coaching, consulting, speaking, and honestly, doing what I love. I don't consider what I do for a profession a job because I've been able to turn my passion into profit. And at the end of the day, with all the businesses that Nancy and I have, the, the end goal is to help as many people as, as possible achieve all the goals they have for their businesses, their brands, and their bank accounts. Got it. Yeah. So love the fact that I love the, the line in the sand there. I think a lot of people don't draw lines in the sands, no matter what they're doing, whether it's with their family, the separation, you know, people say the work-life balance. And I feel like it's kind of, you know, I don't know, I've, I've got some opinions on what, what work-life balance is. And, 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 you know, I think people really in general have different opinions on it overall, but I feel like what you're doing is, is sort of like, you've got your time committed to you personally, you've got your time committed for your family, you've got your business focus, those types of things. And I think if you have that in place, and a lot of people don't, they, it's just like, what I'm gonna wake up today and whatever the hell happens is gonna happen and I deal with it at you know, kind of the reactive approach. We're like, okay, you know, 10, I, get, I get everything done that I need to get done, I got some quality time, 10 a.m. I'm focused on business, weekends or you know, me time, family time, that type of stuff. And, and, and me, I was one of those people, years ago I was someone who didn't, I would just be on all the time. You text me, you email me, I'm always answering at 11, 10 o'clock at night, it's like crazy. I'm like, what am I doing here? So love the fact that you've got that uh, cemented in there, you got some routine. Uh, and also consistency, so so super important because it, it does 
tell the type of guy you are, and, and I think we're going to see some of that come out right now. Uh, so, so let us give us the the backdrop, the backstory of how you got to to where you are today, doing what you're doing, because uh, you're doing some pretty amazing stuff on LinkedIn, and and we're going to learn about that, no doubt. But but how did you get to where you are? Yeah, it's you know everything happens uh, on purpose and for a reason. And not, nothing happens by accident. We, we always talk about, oh, you know, you know, this happened in some, you know, uh, in synergistic way. There's no accidents. There's a purpose behind everything. So I got into entrepreneurship when I was 18 and a half, almost 19. So I'm, I'm 41 now. So more than half my life, uh, I've been in entrepreneurship. So I, I tell people that I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. So I've, I've never worked for anyone. Uh, and I never will. And I, I've had multiple businesses. But the way that I got into entrepreneurship was a very, very unorthodox way. So my father is also an entrepreneur, still is to this day at, at almost 68. He's still a wellness professional. And in a, a prior business that he had, he got tied up into uh, an insurance fraud case that ended up landing him in federal prison for two and a half years. Knowing my, fa my father, knowing his demise, knowing that he was going to go away, uh, between that time that he got sentenced and then went away, it was about six months, he bought a failing health club in downtown Philadelphia. And I didn't know this, but it was going to be turned over to me. So I stepped in as the owner and operator as a sophomore in college at Temple University when my father went to prison. Now, the gym had about 300 members. I, and again, you know, what you guys need to understand is I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to lead people. I didn't know how to manage daily operations. But I knew that I had to step up to support my mom and my sister, which I did. I forexed the membership in the two and a half years that my father was away. Uh, in that time period, I became a certified sports nutritionist, personal trainer, group fitness instructor. I was everything health and wellness. I loved it. And when my dad came back, the, the gym flourished. We opened up a second location in 2002. And in 2003, unexpectedly, we were approached by another family to buy both gyms for a million dollars. So we took the deal. So at the age of 24 years old, I became a millionaire. Between 2003 and 2004, kind of just enjoyed life and just trained and kind of uh, did what I wanted to do with, with the newfound success. And then in 2004, my father wanted to have, you know, get back in the gym game, gym game again. And he goes, let's open up another gym. So we did. It was on the outskirts of Philadelphia. So for anyone that's been to Philly, and the Rocky Steps by the Art Museum. My gym was about three and a half miles east of the Art Museum uh, in an area just outside of Maniunk, Pennsylvania. And it was, it was much different than the two gyms that we had in the city, different environment, but also the way that it was financed was completely different. My, my parents had no credit from my father's incarceration, so everything had to be put into my name. I didn't know what that meant. I signed, signed on the dotted lines, did what I had to do, but five years later in 2009, I knew what that meant because I was $1.5 million in liability debt. So between 2004 and 2009, literally went from a millionaire to being over and almost $2 million in the hole. I always tell people that you're dealt hands in life. 
Some you want to hold, some you want to fold. I haven't folded a hand yet. My superpower is being resilient. So I always know it's always better to live in the solution than living in the problem. So there's going to be problems. Life, just like entrepreneurship, it's a roller coaster ride. There's ups, there's downs, there's twists, there's turns, there's loops. But you have to keep moving forward, whether it's a millimeter or a mile. So I continued to press on, on a personal level between 2009 and 2015, I was married and divorced twice. And I don't see any of those relationships as failures. They were successes because I learned so much from them and about myself that it would eventually allow me to attract the woman of my dreams, my, my new wife, Nancy, into my life. But also the second marriage gave me one of the greatest gifts, becoming a father. My, my son, Taylor, he's almost eight years old. He's, he's a mentor to me. I learn how to stay and be a kid by watching him. He teaches me so much. Now, the biggest turning point for me was in 2013. I started a, a new venture within the gym, and it was, it was in, with a network marketing company called Isogenics. And a lot of people are familiar with network marketing, Avon, Mary Kay, whatever, whatever you think it is. People think it's a Ponzi or a pyramid, but I'll, I'll tell you what. I didn't believe that. I, I knew as an entrepreneur, the average millionaire has four to six streams of income. And I had one. I had my gym. But interestingly enough, the friend that brought me into the opportunity asked me a very interesting question. And I think it's something that we all need to ask ourselves at some, at some point in our time. And he said, if you got sick or injured where you couldn't perform your service and you couldn't train people, how would you earn income? And that question blew my mind because I didn't have a plan B. You always have to have a secondary plan. I jumped in, in the four plus years that I built in network marketing, I earned close to $400,000 worth of income, but most impactfully, I learned about LinkedIn. Much like you and I discussed on, on my podcast, uh, I started a LinkedIn profile back in 2009. It was collecting dust ever since. But for me, everything that I've done in my life, Frank, has been built around solving problems for people and connecting with other human beings. I, in, when I was a personal trainer, I spent over 65,000 hours of one-on-one -on -one time with people. I love people. I love helping people. I love helping people achieve their goals. But I found Facebook and Instagram, Facebook more of a barbecue. That's where people were going to hang out. And Instagram being more of a reality TV show, the Bravo of social media, people just looking at other people's lives. I wanted to interact. I wanted to talk to people. So I remember I had a LinkedIn profile. I went on there and I remember something that one of my first mentors said to me. Her name is Susan Sly, amazing, amazing human being. She said, Scott, you need to wake up, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, how am I going to connect with myself today? And it clicked. And that was it. I'm like, oh my God, that's how I start to network. I need to connect with the business version of me, other trainers, other gym owners, other entrepreneurs, other nutritionists, so I could have a relatable conversation with a cold lead, but a warm person. So I went on, I changed my profile, I started sending out messages, and people started responding back, and I started booking call after call after call, and it was a numbers game, and my business exploded literally within six months. And I said, you know what, if this could work for me, this could work for other people. 
it's a numbers game. So just like a personal training routine or a nutrition program, I put structure around it. But when I knew I had a business was this moment, I reached out to a buddy of mine. I said, Joey, listen, you're in sales. You need to talk to more people. You got to get on LinkedIn. So I taught him a little bit of what I knew at the time, A, B, and C, whatever it was. And I said, get back to me in a week and let me know what happens. A week later, he texted me and all the text said was, call me. So I called him and I said, what's up? And he goes, dude, whatever you're doing, it really works. He goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. And I'm like, really? He said, yeah. He goes, you should teach this. You could help so many people. So in February of 2016, I launched my coaching practice and that is what I'm doing full time. But there was one more kink in the hose and it was my gym. My gym was losing about two to $3,000 a month. The building was falling apart. My landlords had no money. Basically, when it rained outside, it was raining inside and it just wasn't a good environment. I had two successful businesses where the profits were being funneled into a failing business that in all honesty, Frank, was my father's dream. It wasn't my dream. I happened to find my passion through my father's dream. So I sat down with my business attorney and we just went over and we just literally, we laid all the cards on the table. And I said, what are my options? And he says, you have two options. Option A, you continue doing what you're doing and see how long you can stretch this thing out. Or option B, you file for personal bankruptcy. Now, why was it personal bankruptcy? Well, I found one of the scariest documents that I had ever signed in my business career. And it was the lease to my gym. On the last page of that lease, it said guarantor and it had my signature above it. So for those that don't know what that means, when you are the personal guarantor of a lease, you are financially responsible for every dollar that's owed on that lease, whether the business succeeds or fails. And that was valued at another $450,000 worth of debt. So my lawyer said, listen, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being slam dunk, don't even think twice about this. He goes, you're a 9.5. So on July 1st of 2016, just about four years ago, I filed for personal bankruptcy, closed the gym 30 days later, and my life has never been the same since. I never live in the problem. I live in the solution. I know that overcoming those obstacles and being resilient prepares me for overcoming every single thing that's going to happen for me. COVID-19, it's happening for me. My business has grown every single month since COVID-19 hit because everything that I've been doing for the last four years has been preparing me to help people that want to get online the right way authentically and genuinely to build their business brand and bank account the way that I have since 2015. Man, I'll tell you, there's so much in there, and, and I love the fact that you talk through, you really, the, the journey there had what a lot of people don't talk about. Everyone out there looks at the successes of people. People will, and, and people actually will highlight their successes, whether they're true or false. People are like, look at me. You know, they got fancy cars. They got this. They show the flash, how I built my business. You know, they talk about seven figures and all these things and how they reach these, these numbers. But they rarely talk about 
the roller coaster ride, which you obviously touched on there. I mean, not only the financial piece that, hey, you kind of made it. You mentioned the word success. You're like, I had, you know, enjoyed your success for a couple of years. So, yeah, me, 22 years old, you give me a million dollars, I'd probably, I would have been on some island somewhere, you know, <laughs> blowing money fast. And, and that's kind of the mentality is like, all right, I, I, you know, what, what do I do? I got this money. And, and everyone thinks, the, the, the quickness. So you, you experienced some wealth again, you, and then you got into the business with your father. Like you said, it wasn't your passion. It was, it was his, um, so much that went on there. And, and then also the fact that your marriages, I, I feel like when, when people look back on their life and it's like, Oh, I got these regrets. I got these regrets. It's like, you know, you're not looking, it's no regrets. It's like, I experienced these mistakes, these failures. They were learning experiences. Here's what I took out of them. You know, you see the the positive that happened in these events, and you're a better person on the other side of it. So, so love that mindset because I feel like people need to really grasp that and understand that much more because it's not always going to be you know, rainbows and sunshine and all this greatness. There's a lot of darkness that comes. And again, you've been doing this. 20 years now and and literally the past four years prepared for where you are today but look back on the the, the wins and loss columns and it's like hey man this this hasn't been easy but but people don't always see what's behind the surface so really that that insight there is unbelievable and a big thing is is what you sign your contracts you get into business people are just so ready i mean i know so many founders who got venture capital money and signed away everything literally they, they own 20 percent of their idea because they want to take a million dollars from somebody and they short-term gains and so what you sign is so important reading things having the right legal counsel you know fortunately for you 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 figured it out the hard way but again no worries man you, you're out of it you're better than ever and you look back and you'll never, you'll never not read a full contract and understand what you're signing again. Um, it's it, it, you, you learn from all of those things. Um, I don't, I don't, I have no regrets. I don't, I have no anger. Like my, my father and I have never been closer. You know, he, you know, I ended up kicking him out of the gym because of all these documents that I was finding. I went to sell a property. I didn't, I didn't mention this. I signed another document that was using a house that I owned as collateral for the gym's equipment. So I, when I went to sell the property, the bank ended up taking the money, not me, because there was still money owed for the lease of the equipment. So, but I don't, it all had to happen the way that it did. And, and even with my, my relationships and, and Nancy and I talked about this the other day, she'd been engaged twice. I'd been married twice, but we met at the same exact point in time where we were ready for each other. And it just so happened that she had to go through what she went through and I had to go through what I went through to get to where I am right now. So for those people that, you know, are questioning, am I doing the right thing? You know, Simon Sinek actually says it best, Frank. He says, in every dark tunnel, there is a light at the end of it. And it's a, it's a matter of just walking forward far and consistent enough to get to the light of the end of that tunnel. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And a lot of people give up. They're like, there's no, it's, it's over. There is no light. It's the never ending tunnel. And yeah. you're right. You got to keep, got to keep pressing on. Um, so you've been, so four years, you've been focused on this link, you know, this LinkedIn thing. Uh, I, I think you nailed it when you said that it's the spike. I believe the spike that you've seen and, and then during the pandemic and this COVID, I feel like a lot of people being home, 
so it's kind of a social media thing. Let me figure this LinkedIn thing out. And and you're right. It's it's a it's a gold mine. It's a ton of opportunity there. You have the ability to connect with people you'd never be able to connect with ever before. So I'd really like to kind of dig into the the you work with a lot of people. You're coaching people. You're speaking. You're kind of the authority in this space for sure. Uh, you've got it you know, sort of like you said. You know, your buddy told you, "Hey, man, you got this figured out here." So you've, you've I'm sure you've learned a lot over the past few years too. But why don't you give us some uh, a little bit of insight? What are what's the, the people you work with, you know, what's, what are they doing right? What, what is, what is really dialed in and you feel like, Hey man, this is a, this is a piece of advice I'd like to give anyone who, who might be on LinkedIn. Maybe they're kind of half in, maybe they're thinking about LinkedIn or maybe they, they think they got it all figured out and they don't. So what's a piece of advice you'd like to drop there? Well, I'll, so I'm going to go over uh, the, the four layers of LinkedIn from a very, very low level, just the four basic things that everyone should be doing to start using it the right way. But I'll start with the two no-nos. Never, ever sell or pitch on LinkedIn. First and foremost, never sell, never pitch. Number two, never, ever pay for a service or use a company to automate your connecting and your messaging for you. You want to know the quickest way to get into LinkedIn jail? hire a service to message for you and connect for you. You'll be there before you know it. Now, the four layers of LinkedIn. So what I want you guys to imagine and picture is a wedding cake. I just got married, so that's why that, that vision's in my head. So a wedding cake, there's, there's layers. You have the big base at the bottom, and then you have two tiers, and then you have the happy couple on the top. Now, the base of what you need to do is optimizing your profile. And the way that you know that your profile is optimized is if you go to your profile on LinkedIn, it'll say your dashboard. And it'll say how many searches you've appeared in, how many people have seen your last post, and how many people have visited your profile. If those numbers are glaringly low, your profile is not optimized. When Microsoft bought LinkedIn out five years ago, they embedded search engine optimization on all of our profiles. We're just not taking advantage of it. It's like a website. If you go onto Google or Yahoo or Bing and you type in Scott Aaron, one of the first things that you're gonna see is my LinkedIn profile. So your LinkedIn profile, if it's optimized, is gonna give you visibility, not just on LinkedIn, but the three major search engines outside of LinkedIn. So you must have every section filled out and it should be branded content. So your banner should be a branded banner behind your profile picture, just your face. Bodies sell, faces connect. I see too many people having full body shots. And again, when I was bodybuilding, my profile picture was one of my competition shows where I was in my banana hammock all tanned up and oiled up. And it, it, it invited the wrong people into my network, trust me. So I, I learned the hard way to make sure that it's just a professional photo. But having the about me section filled out the right way, letting people know why you do what you do, not how, not what. Remember the, the golden circle that Simon Sinek speaks about. No one cares about what you do or how you do it. They care most about why you do it. So letting people know why you do what you do. Remember, don't, don't write, contact me here, check out this website. You just wanna introduce yourself to your network. Have the experience section filled out completely. Whenever you're listening and experience, a two to three sentence description of what you did and why you did it. Having the education, volunteer experience, 
licenses and certs, but the most underrated section on LinkedIn that no one takes advantage of is the personal recommendations. This is the Better Business Bureau of LinkedIn. If you want to be an authoritative figure and you want to be known as an expert in your space, ask people to recommend you. I've gathered over 430 written recommendations since leveraging LinkedIn. I don't have to sell what I do anymore. I know what I'm doing. And then I have close to 500 other people on LinkedIn that are saying the same thing. So if you don't know where to start, start with friends, start with family, coworkers, clients, people that you've used to work with, people that you currently work with, employees, just click, ask for a recommendation, type their name, and ask them to write one for you. The second layer is building your network, your avatar. So the easiest thing that you guys can do if you're, if you're listening to this and you can grab a piece of paper, grab a piece of paper. If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel and you can write this later. Write down the ideal client that you want to work with. Who is the, if, you're, if your business involves an exchange of money, who do you want the exchange of money to be with? So write down on that piece of paper, it's, a, it's an HR rep or a marketing director or a mid-level executive or a business coach, whoever it is, that's your business avatar, which means that is who you should be growing your network around. So me, I grow my network around entrepreneurs, business owners, podcasters, coaches, consultants, because those are the people that I can have the most relatable conversation with. You, you're allowed 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, which is by far the biggest on any social media platform. So take advantage of it. Don't just treat your LinkedIn profile and your network like a speakeasy, not like a corner bar. And most people are treating it like a corner bar. Anyone with a fake ID is getting invited in. But when you treat it like a speakeasy and you're selective and you're specific with who you let in, that's gonna what, what's going to lead to the organic engagement because you're having people in there that actually want to hear from you and you want to hear from them. The third layer is messaging. And Frank, this is where the wheels completely fall off because you and I spend a ton of time on LinkedIn. So both of us have absolutely been victimized by those people that send those 18 paragraph long drunkologues trying to pitch us and sell us and click on this and schedule a call and I can help you. Here's a free resource. I don't want to hear that shit. I didn't ask for it. Don't send it to me. I will actually come back over the top and say, is this an automated message? And I had a guy from the UK said, yeah, it was. What did you think? I said, it sucked. I said, if you're using a service to message for you, get rid of it and take the extra two minutes and message someone yourself. So I developed something called the magic formula. And here it is. It's three steps. Step one, when you're messaging someone, mention the person's name. Hey, Frank, great to be connected to you. Step two, I call it lowering the drawbridge. So if you know what a drawbridge is, when it's up, it allows boats to pass through. When it's down, it allows the cars to go back and forth. So you need to lower the drawbridge to invite that person over. So I would say, hey, Frank, great to be connected to you. I noticed that you had a business podcast, as do I. Would love to hear about it and how we can support each other here on LinkedIn. So what did I do there? Two things. Number one, I lowered the drawbridge to invite Frank over because he's going to read that message. And that's actually the message that I sent to Frank that we had a mutual connection, Andy Neary, who was a client of mine and, and friend and a friend of Frank's as well. And I'm like, we should do something together. 
but I also used one of the most important words in the English language, support. So it's been scientifically proven that when someone just reads the word support, it causes our brain to release a chemical called oxytocin, which is a feel-good chemical, just like dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, or cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So when this person is reading the message, they're feeling good. The third step is finished with a CTA, a call to action. Statements lead to nowhere. Questions lead to answers. You have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So I would simply say, do you have any time this week or next week to hop on a call or a Zoom? State the person's name, reason for reaching out, lowering the drawbridge, and then ask when they can talk. Now the fourth layer and the most important is content creation. LinkedIn right now, as you guys are listening to this, is going through a Facebook 2012 moment. The LinkedIn has the highest organic engagement, highest organic reach, and highest organic visibility out of any social media platform today. You're just not leveraging it the right way. So how do you do that? Two ways. Number one, produce one piece of content every single day. I don't care if it's a post, if it's a video, or an article. Produce one new piece of content every single day. And number two, make sure it does one of two things. Educates your audience or informs your audience. You got to understand, there's only 1%, 1% of people on LinkedIn, which is 6 million people, produce one piece of content a week. The other 99% produce nothing and are just consuming. So if you want to be the authoritative figure, produce one piece of content a day, never sell or pitch, educate and inform, and I call this the push-pull method. The push is you using that magic formula to genuinely reach out to people to get them on the phone. The pull is building that no like, and trust where you're literally dropping nothing but value-added content into the laps of the network that you're creating, and it's slowly bringing people closer to you, and I can promise you, people will start hiring you based off of the content that you're putting out there because it happens to me every single week. Well, anyone who hasn't hit the download button yet, hit the download button now, because you literally just put a clinic on for what most people need to know and so many are failing out on LinkedIn right now. Like that, literally that whole snippet right there with those layers and just unpacked like the, the failures of what people, and, and, and unfortunately I think there's two things that go on. One is people get on the platform. They don't know what they don't know. They're used to a, a, an Instagram. They're used to a Facebook or some other social media, Twitter, and they go on there and they're kind of like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing I did there. They don't spend the time doing the things you said, the, the picture, the profile, the, the, the backdrop, the, the qualifications, the education, all those things. They're not even, they, they don't know what it is and they're just kind of ignoring it. And then the other side of it is, unfortunately, there are a lot of bad coaches on LinkedIn just because you hit 30,000 and you have a follow button does not mean that you suddenly are an authority on LinkedIn and you should be coaching people on how to grow their LinkedIn presence and how to do things because it's, it, but people do, they get up a big following. I know plenty of people that have some big followings on LinkedIn that do a terrible job and, and, and have a following just because they're sharing. Viral it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 
it, it, the following means that, like that Frank you're so I, I don't care like it I could give two shits how many hundreds of thousands of followers that you have I, I don't care like Frank I love those posts where you, you see someone like an influencer on LinkedIn which I think influencer is a bunch of bullshit too because you have to impact people first before you influence them I love those people that post want to grow your network instantly like this post comment open to connecting and watch all the connections come through again do you want to treat your business like a corner bar? You want to treat it like a speakeasy? I literally, Frank, I literally have over a thousand connection requests sitting in my inbox right now. And you know what? Every week I go through and I handpick people that I want to be in my network because that's how I treat my business. I treat it with specific intent, but I also am very serious about the people that I want to network and connect with, not just anyone. Remember, Frank, the quality people lead to the quantity of people, and that's what I live by. Yeah, and you could tell, uh, I think you have, you have a ton of uh, – just you, you feel the enthusiasm, you feel the passion in you. So there's no doubt that you want to get through to the right people. And and the ones that don't want to listen or want to do their own thing, that's not who you want to talk to anyway. So, right. so it, we're kind of in that vein, you know, what getting, you get to do what you do every day. You've got your routine. Um, what's that fuel that keeps you going? What is it like, man, this is, this is it. This is why I do what I do every day. You know, it's, it's Nancy and I, again, we were talking about it yesterday and we just, we love our lives. We just, we're so happy and blessed. You know, our businesses are built around helping people. And, and that's what I love knowing. I love knowing when someone invests in me or in Nancy or in us, the end result is someone getting help, helping them generate more revenue, helping them build a better brand, helping them build better visibility, optimizing whatever they want to optimize. It feels so good to know that we did the grunt work. We had to go first. We had to do what we do. To This is what I tell people. The greatest certification that you can ever get from anything is called life. When you live through life, and you go through it and you come out on the other end better, you have certified yourself to teach that course, that system, that methodology. Not going online and say, I'm gonna download this LinkedIn course and get certified and teach it. I had, to, I had to prove the concept first, just like Nancy did. And at the end of the day, we know that our businesses are built for helping other people and that's what keeps us going forward each and every day. Great. And that's, you nailed it right there. I feel like you, you get that. And I'm sure you get it a lot where you work with someone like, like even like your buddy, like, dude, this works. So anyone who hits you up and they're like, man, this changed it. You're cause you're impacting not only the, the you've got aspiring entrepreneurs, you've got brilliant people out there, business owners that know what they're doing, that have a ton of passion for what they do. They need help in this area, figuring it out. And when that, when you help them there, the, the waterfall effect of that, the, the, their clients get better, that they get, to, they get to help the people that they're trying to reach, they get more revenue. It's like this whole halo effect that happens where you get to be like, I'm a part of that. Like I have something to do with that. So I, I feel you there and, and, and I, I'm sure, like I said, you've seen it a lot. Um, and, and I think that's, a, that's it's just unbelievable to know that you're impacting lives. So pretty cool, man. Um, so 
just in an overall, because I really love the fact that you touched on those pieces of, of LinkedIn, you know, kind of those four layers there and, and really gave some awesome advice there. People can take that and get to work. Uh, what is a, a piece of advice that you would give that you see all the time? You work with these people. So you, again, someone reaches out to you, they're looking for your help. They, they're financially exchange some money with you. So not the tire kickers. They, they're, they're now hired you to be their coach. What's something you see a lot where you're like, man, if this was something I could change, I see this all the time and it's a common misconception or something that you know, people just need to get this out of their head. What, uh, is there something, a common th thread there that you see often? Absolutely. And it goes back to, I think, something that you and I talked about, which was the science of getting rich. And this is, I follow the teachings of uh, a gentleman by the name of Wallace D. Waddles. He wrote a book called The Science of Getting Rich in 1910. It was the first money mindset book ever written. And in the book, it states, instead of living in a world of competition and comparison, live in a world of creation and collaboration. So the kink in the hose that I see most often right now in business is people are trying to compete with everyone else and they're comparing their chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. And the fact of the matter is, when you start to learn that networking, collaborating, creating, doing joint ventures, that is how you create wealth because we only know so many people. And the fact is, Frank came onto my podcast, so now my network of tens of thousands are gonna get to know Frank and something's gonna come through there. Just like I'm coming into Frank's network right now. And so we talk about the no like, and trust factor. So when Frank brings me in, there's automatically the no like, and trust for the people that are listening to this because Frank just wouldn't invite anyone on, just like I wouldn't invite anyone just onto my podcast. So the big kink is people aren't talking to enough people. I'm sorry, guys. You could have the greatest opt-in in the world. You could have the greatest top-down, bottom-down funnel in the world. You can have the greatest website. There's one aspect of business that you can't have an opt-in, email sequence, or funnel for, and that's human connection. When you strive to create the most genuine, real, and authentic human connection with those around you, you will build the best business. Most people are waiting for the skies to open up and drop clients and customers into their lap. I'm sorry, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna be waiting at a bus stop where there is no bus on that route anymore. So the more that you get into action, reach out and talk to more people without trying to sell and pitch, you're looking to connect and build relationships, you will win every single time. Couldn't agree more. It's so true. There's the, the, the quick dump, the quick pitch, the, hey, if you, if you use this marketing campaign, this is proven to work and get you new clients. It's like all these things that we're, we see that come at us. And, and most people, you look at something like, yeah, it's too good to be true. You know, there's no way it's going to work. Yeah, you're right. So stop buying the, oh, it's only 30 bucks. It's $99. Whatever these courses are, people, that's what they want. They want hundreds of people to say it's only 99 bucks, whether it works or not, I'm going to give it a shot because it's garbage and they, they got their 99 bucks and it's over. It is, it's a, the work needs to be put into it. No matter what you do, there's some finesse to it. And honestly, I feel like the whole LinkedIn thing, there is a, there is, I, it's taken me, November will be two years since I've been showing up on LinkedIn every day to hire someone like you. If I met you two years ago, you were like, Frank, this is, 
I knew you and knew what you did. You take that two years and compress it for me and get me going right off the bat. Like, get, here's what you're going to do. These four layers here. This is what you're going to implement right off the bat. Here's what your strategy is going to be. Don't do these types of things. Don't do the automated messaging. Now, all these things that people fail at, it's like, get a coach. Get, get the, bring in the expert. It's like, why would you try to figure something out on your own? You can bring in the expert and save yourself all that time and start really getting down and dirty a lot faster in the right way too. And, and forget about all the, 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 the failures because the same thing, people like people hit you up with these canned messages. No, you get one shot a lot of times at somebody and that's someone who sends me two of those or something, I, I get, get rid of them. See you later, dude. You'll never message me again. Yeah. It's, I always tell people what I teach is not a shortcut. It's shortening the learning curve. That's what a good coach does. Hmm. A good coach gets you from where you are now to where you want to be in the shortest, most efficient, and most effective amount of time. So when I work with clients, it's six weeks and they're off. Hmm. And that's what I love knowing is that, and, and here's the, the other kicker. I only spend 15 to 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn and my calendar fills up each and every week with only spending 15 to 20 minutes a day. If you're spending hours and hours and hours on LinkedIn, you're wasting your time. You got to get on there. You got to be super efficient, effective, doing things that need to be done, and you get off. Hmm. Let me ask you this. So it's one of my, I think it ties in kind of perfectly to what you're doing and where we're at today. There's been a spike in LinkedIn for sure. I think there's been some terrible you know, attempts at content creation out there with people just trying to get some hacks and people posting their TikTok videos and all this craziness. So there's been some of that, you know, maybe mixing in with, you know, what LinkedIn really is. So where we're at today, uh, if we can look you know, specifically into your business and what you're doing, where, where are we going five years from now? Because a lot's happened, you know, not that long ago, LinkedIn, you couldn't even make a video. Now you can make a video. Now they're talking about stories and all these other things. So where, what's your prediction um, for the platform and what big things you see coming over the next five years? Well, LinkedIn Live is still in the beta test phase and you still have to get whitelisted. I've applied like five or six times and, and they're hand selecting people, which we can't control. Uh, eventually that's going to be opened up to all content creators, which I think it will. And live video is still going to overtake and overpower anything. Um, native video is good, but I think you're going to see more LinkedIn live video really take over the platform because again, LinkedIn thrives on engagement. It thrives on discussion. It thrives on community. LinkedIn story that may catch on that may not. Um, it, it's, I don't want to utilize a social media platform that's just going to suck more time out of my day. So that's why I post once and I get off. And if it's available, am I going to use it? Maybe. But what I'll say is this, where I see it going. And, and here's the crazy thing. In 2015, there were 298 million people globally on LinkedIn and there's still only 610 million. It is still growing, but it's not growing fast. Where I see it going is it is going to be the optimal social platform to build any online business for a small nominal price. And again, I don't use premium. I don't use recruiter. I don't use navigator. Everything that I build and teach is on the free version of LinkedIn because I do not believe in paying for human connection. And the people that truly spend the most time 
delivering the most value-added content every single day, now and into the future on LinkedIn, will build the best business, brand, and impact the most people. So consistency is going to win. So the more that LinkedIn allows us to do, you latch on to everything that they allow you to do. You take full advantage of it, but you do it conceptually with leaving people better in the end, and that will build the best business. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, the point you hit on, very true. I think some of the, you know, like the, the point about the stories, you know, I'm on the fence about that. I mean, the poll feature, I've seen some polls. I mean, I've never put a poll out, but uh, I've, I've had the ability to do that. Um, I do have live. Uh, so you and I will definitely do a live. I think that's something that we should, we should, uh, we should definitely do. I, I used to do them every so often and kind of just fell off doing lives, but they did approve me for that. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see with your, with your, your program. I think you said it's six weeks. What, um, what's, so tell us about that. What's what, tell us a little bit about the program, how it works. So it's, it's six weeks. I, I work on uh, and in your business with you. So basically, I actually redo your profile to make sure it's optimized the right way with the right keywords to make sure that you're appearing in more searches organically. You have more people visiting your profile. So I, I go through, I actually do it for you. I do a screen share through Zoom. Uh, I get remote access. You basically sit back, drink your coffee. I take care of the rest. Uh, the second session, I actually go over uh, how to find your ideal avatar and how to search and connect with them. So you're building a network that looks like the people that you want to connect, network, and speak to. And then I teach you a very simplistic way to grow your network the way that I have from 500 uh, to almost 28,000 connections without any gimmicks or tricks. The third session, we basically take that magic formula of messaging to the next level and I'll craft about two or three organic messages for you. And I will send out... Uh, messages to your first five to 10 new leads that have come in from the week before. So you'll start booking calls within the first three weeks. And then I'll take you through the structure of a sales call, which is very, very important. And the, the simple structure is their story, your story, your passion, your aha moment. How can we help each other? So I go through the flow of that conversation on a pretend call with your ideal client. You get a recording of everything. Uh, the fourth and fifth session is all about the social media branding how to produce content, long form posts, medium form, short form, hashtags to use, when to use them, how long should your post be, uh, creating video content, subtitles or not, how long should the video be, writing articles and how often, joining groups and starting discussions, and then going back and looking at the analytics of your post to kind of see the demographic of people that are checking out your content. Um, I'm high on accountability. So anyone that I work with that goes through the six-week coaching, I do monthly accountability sessions ongoing until they stop. So basically, I tell people once they work with me, they're stuck with me. So they don't stop coaching with me until they say, Scott, I'm good. I got it from here. I'll reach out to you if I have any questions. And that's how I help people. And where do they find you? Where are they going? We'd love to let everyone know because it sounds, I mean, you got that. That's like the blueprint right there. Where are they going? Where are they finding Scott? Yeah, scottaaron.net, so two T's and two A's. It's got all my products and services. Obviously, I'm very omnipresent on social media, Facebook and LinkedIn. Just type in Scott Aaron. I'll come right up on Instagram. I'm at Scott Aaron LinkedIn and would love to connect with you. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. I will drop all the information in the show notes. And you really gave us quite the clinic, which I really appreciate you being so given with the audience. And uh, really, thanks again for being on. 
Frank, appreciate you and uh, just grateful to be here. All right.